Hey, speaking of missions, though, there is something that I did not mention this morning. Now, tonight we have the service. We're going to be going. I'll tell you in just a moment where we're going to be headed. And then next Sunday night, we have the dinner uh, for Father's Day. The barbecue will start at 5 o'clock over next door. I'm looking forward forward to that. Uh, Encourage people to come. It's a great time. Hey, who in here doesn't like to eat? You know, you get right, you get saved, you get baptized, and immediately God does something to you, and you like to eat. There we go. But two weeks from tonight, we're going to uh, we're going to have Craig Hartman. Remember two years ago? The, two years ago, I, it's, it's amazing to me. Remember two years ago, everything shut down. And then we're, we're starting to come back. But what we did, do you remember on Sunday nights, we would get on Zoom for a call. Well, two weeks from tonight, we're going to be here, but we're going to be on a Zoom call with Craig Hartman. And it will be displayed up there. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have my computer here, and we're going to make it work somehow uh, and uh, I've got to talk to uh, Wayne, Wayne, if you're listening. But uh, anyway, looking forward to, uh, to that. And then after that, it's amazing. We wind up going into July. Incredible. All right. Hey, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to see you. By the way, I've got to, I, uh, I've, I've got to bring this up. You know, we were talking this morning a little bit about uh, hearing uh, Antonio's testimony this last Wednesday. You know, not everybody has a dramatic testimony as far as getting right with God or who can tell it like Antonio can tell it. I'd like to take my testimony and see how he would tell that. But you know, you recognize and realize just what Christ has done for us all. If we've truly trusted Christ as Savior, you know, that's a joy. That's great. Take your Bibles and go to Matthew 16. Matthew chapter 16. By the way, I went by, Bernie and I went by, and I was the only one that was able to go up. They've They've got things limited, but I was able to go up and see uh, Pat Taylor. So pray for her. Um, she has bacterial pneumonia and she's finding it very painful to breathe right now. And her attitude is this, Lord, whatever you want, if you want to take me home or you want to heal me, whatever it might be. But uh, I wasn't able to stay with her long. She didn't want me to stay with her long. Uh, but, uh, you know, Praise God for that lady and her testimony. So uh, let's pray and I'll explain what we're going to be doing tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would now just guide us in, uh, in this time. Thank you for these dear folks. Lord, I pray that you would bring to mind what we need to focus on, Lord, guide my mouth, guide in your word. I pray in Christ's name, 
Amen. After all the walking today, I'm trying to give myself a little bit of a rest, and so I'm sitting in Brad's chair. But I hate this. I can't sit and preach. So, remember what I told you. That what I did, I, I just I saw what we have been doing in 2 Corinthians, and I thought, my soul, what we looked at last Sunday morning and what was in 2 Corinthians 5 was a great segue, you know, one to this to then what we're going to be looking at tonight. So this would normally, I'd be preaching this morning, and let me explain what I'm going to be doing. Six years ago, I preached a series of messages on the local church. The overall title was this, His Church, His Way. It was a four-part series. After that, for people who have come to join the church, I redid the, um, the notes somewhat, and what I started to do was when people would come to, uh, to join, we would meet three times, and I would go through those and explain uh, our church philosophy, etc. I told the Selbys, I said, now, you know, you're going to, you know, I, I preached this before, and while I was meeting with the Selbys, and now I've got other people, uh, the Reyes, we've gone through the Reyes, and then uh, Harold Selby, uh, Brother Selby's son, is going to be joining as well. I'm going to be starting with him this Tuesday night. But I, I got a burden, I got a burden. You know, we need to look at these things again. Now, I'm not going to re-preach the whole thing. But I thought, you know, there's stuff in here that we need to hear again, especially because of when we are. So that's why I'm going back to this. And when the Lord laid on my heart Demas last Sunday, and then 2 Corinthians 5 for tonight, I thought, no, wait a minute, let's do it this way, because Paul's three motives shine as you look into what we're going to be looking at. Now, I'm not going to re-preach what we saw, what we looked at this morning. But I'd like to start laying a groundwork. Okay, Paul and his motives, now let's look what Christ had as he's trying to, as he's seeking to tell us. Listen, when you look at the Old Testament, who is the focus? Israel. Okay, God, true enough, all through, you're right, Brad. God and his work. But I should, I should put it like this way, brother. When it comes to on, 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 the, on the earth, who, who are the people down here? And it's Israel. During this time, who is it that is carrying the gospel message after Christ went to heaven? It's the church. It's the church. Now, there might be others, there might be some that disagree with me on this. That's okay. We're, you know, praise God, we're free to disagree and such. But I look that after the rapture, those that are going to be empowered with the gospel and preaching 
are the 144,000. Not only that, but the focus is going to go back in a great way to Israel. Now, some people disagree. That's fine. But that's what I see because I believe that God is going to glorify himself once again with what he does with Israel. I believe you can't help but see that in the revelation. But meanwhile, right now, we are the focus. And folks, I got to, I just got to meditating on this and praying on this that the church is so very important to God's plan right now. That's why I, I, that's why I made the, uh, the statement this morning. The church, the local New Testament church, is much more than a group of people that get together and like to hear preaching. Or, or you know, they get together because they're just like-minded people. The local church is a place where we identify as a local, local assembly of the body of Christ to carry out the Great Commission. You know, um, this, uh, on the 25th, two weeks from yesterday, when our Sunday school teachers and junior church workers gather together, um, we're, we're going to be reiterating again our great responsibility and opportunity to be teaching and reaching children and young people. That's fantastic. I, I was talking to uh, one of the uh, Spanish young people yesterday. You know, it, it was great to tell him, I always thought, when I was a teenager, I always thought I was going to be a youth pastor. Always. <laughs> and then I find out you get older. And teenagers don't always want to listen to somebody with gray hair. They want to talk to somebody that, you know, that can shoot hoop with them and stuff like that. My, my hoop shooting has just kind of, you know, I, I meditate on things now. I, I, I discourse with people, you know, you know, just like Roger, you know, Brother Whiteside. I just lead, I, I'm just following in his tracks. But it's amazing how God uses us where we are and when we are. Look with you, please. Matthew 16, verse 13. I love this because my wife and I, when we were in Israel, we were in the place where this discussion took place. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto him, But whom say ye that I am? Now to me, that's one of the places that's a great place to sit and just meditate. Honestly, we might say it in front of others, well, he's God, you know. But who do we say that he is in our heart of hearts, 
Who do we declare him to be? Remember this morning when we were talking about Jesus is Lord. What's the word Lord mean? Master. Is he master? Now, I don't know about you, but there have been some times in my life where I excelled at calling the shots. Even as a pastor, that's not right. And all God's people said, let's keep going. Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now again, there's debate. What did he mean? I personally believe that that rock is the confession of Peter. Jesus Christ, he is the chief cornerstone. He is king of kings. He is lord of lords. He is master. He is the head of the church. Now remember what I read from what Tozer said this morning. Our problem is there are times we wind up trying to call the shots. Now folks, my burden right now is this. I would really love for you to stop and just consider Christ. Consider Christ. He is King of kings. He is Lord of lords. And we are in a place right now now, where he is the one that we are to be lifting up. Not me, not you. It's him. It's him. Now you notice when we were looking at Paul's three places, you know, where, where, where his motive was high, it all involved his Lord and Savior. Now, would you now take your Bibles and go back to Exodus chapter 18? Exodus chapter 18. Now, look at verse 19. We'll start at verse 19. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them, and he mentions two things, the way wherein they must walk, and then secondly, and the work that they must do. I don't figure that out. What we wind up doing is we get into the Word of God 
And we learn from God's word, this is what our place is. This is, we, we, we yield ourselves to the master. This is where I yield. This is where somebody else yields. This is where such, so-and-so is working. And we wind up working, as the New Testament says, a, a, a fitly framed structure that is working for the glory of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God. Now, in those two verses, in these two uh, passages here, I want to start what we're going to be looking at, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be able to finish tonight, and that's okay. That's okay. But just to be able to stop and consider, whom say ye that I am? I, I, I don't know how else to put this. I pray the power of God in this, because I want it in my life, and I pray that you want it in yours. Thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. More and more we see the institutions of mankind collapsing. They're just collapsing. The place where people can hear the way, the truth, and the life, Christ himself, is the local church. The local Bible-preaching church. When they come, Here's two things that we can glean from the Old Testament that we find mirrored, as we will see, in the New Testament. We wind up learning, after we have trusted Christ as Savior and we start growing in Him, we learn the way we must walk and the work we must do. The church is not a spectator sport. At least it's not supposed to be. There is a way that we need to go. I love this story. Caltrans. Now, how many of you recognize that California never makes a mistake? No problem. Ain't going to happen. It's okay that we have been waiting for our state income tax return for two years. And they pretend, you know, oh, really? Oh, I'll let my wife deal with that. So Caltrans orders a sign. And it's a sign that points to Redding. Except this one says Redenig. Do we have a place like that in California? I don't think so. And that's all right, because Vacaville got a sign for Interstate 5050 East. Now, it was supposed to be 505, but who's counting? The, the point is this. You get a sign that points a certain direction that's wrong, let me ask you, are you going to wind up in the, same, in the right place? You can't even count on your phone to show you. I was going to a Christian camp and wound up in a guy's farm just a few years ago. 
point is this. We need to be able to have right instruction to get to the right place. We don't want to end up in the wrong destination. That's exactly what we need to look out for when it comes to our church. We are here to do a very important business. But you know what's really sad? Is when you hear of this, that there are three times as many churches that are closing as are starting right now in America. For every one church that gets started, three close. Now, granted, a good bit of those churches probably need to close. But you stop and consider, we're not gaining ground. Pastor Paul Chapel uh, brings this out. In the next 10 years, and by the way, he said this five years ago, in the next 10 years, literally 50% of the independent Baptist pastors in the state of California will be retired. By the way, I will be too. Because nobody wants to listen to a 75-year-old preacher. Now some, they're great to listen to. But you know, there are people that are coming up. The point is this. We need to be looking ahead and praying, Lord, give us what we need. We desire... We're, 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 praise God, we just had the situation where we're talking about our missions budget. i tell you what, we're, what, what we need to be doing in that missions budget is we need to put in there uh, room to help churches that are being planted in the state of California. We're looking ahead in the next few years of planting 100 independent Baptist churches. You think we'd find some room? Yeah, I would say so. Like we said, this is important business. I remember hearing of someone read a sign at a business. The sign said this, going out of business, forgot what our business was. Now think of that. Can I ask you something right now? What is the business of the local church? Give me one area. What's that? Say that again. I need to... Souls, okay. Second, number two, give me another one. What's that? Train. Edify. There, there are several things we can wind up thinking about, but do you realize how many local churches have forgotten what their business is? It is not to entertain. If you're looking to entertain, you've forgotten your business. It's not political act, act, uh, activism. If you're up to here in just fighting political battles, 
You've forgotten what your business was. And there is a church years ago and a good man in Sacramento here that got carried away with it so much at the Capitol, it killed his church. Political activism. We've got to be careful. There was a man that one of our presidents was trying to put on the um, Supreme Court one time. His name was Robert Bork. Robert Bork wrote a book entitled Slouching Towards Gomorrah. And he wrote this, quote, if a church changes doctrine and structure to follow its members' views, it is difficult to see the value of that church and its religion. Religions must claim to be true. They must claim to be true. And in their essentials to uphold principles that are universal and eternal. No church that panders to the spirit of the time deserves respect, and very shortly it will not get respect, except from those who find it politically useful, and that is less respect than disguised contempt. Ouch. But he's right. Go to Ezekiel chapter 22, if you would, please. Old Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 22. Look at verse 25. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. And then he says this, the Lord says this, her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put, what's the next two words? No difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. You know, here's a good question to ask. What ought to make a local church, a Bible-preaching local church, distinguished or unique? What ought it to be? Not activities. You can always come up with different activities. Not the leadership. I'm talking about human leadership. But something much more. The Apostle Paul said this to Timothy in his first letter to Timothy. 1 Timothy 3.15 But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. 
the pillar and ground of the truth. Now that's what we ought to be looking about, excuse me, thinking about, looking at. What is it that distinguishes us? Truth. It's the foundation. There are people now, it's stunning how they're acting, you know, I didn't lie. Yes, you did. When it comes to God's word, we want to rightly divide the word of truth. Now, if I continue with this message, it's going to go a little too long. It's seven o'clock right now. I don't want to wear you out. I'd love to keep going. Let's stop right here. We're going to go from the cause for concern that we've been looking at, we're going to be going to the need for correction the next time we gather on Sunday night and we hear this. But let it be said, there's need for correction at Faith Baptist. In the pulpit, in the pew, God is at work and let's embrace that correction. I'm not talking about, you know, being different just for the sake of being different. I'm talking about yielding to the master. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you'd guide us in this local fellowship. Thank you so much for these dear folks, for their faithfulness. Lord, I pray that we would be listening to you. I think of what's coming up in our church in the next few weeks. It'll be a joy to have a special day for Father's Day and then getting together with Craig Hartman uh, on Sunday night, two weeks from tonight, and hearing what their ministry has been doing there in Israel. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have a burden for this specific and special ministry called the Faith Baptist Tabernacle. We are here at your calling we are here for purpose. Lord, I pray that this would be a place where people learn the way and how they should work. Lord, I pray that we would recognize that we need to remember continuously why we are, quote unquote, in business. Lord, bless us Lord, I pray that we would be blessed because we are seeking you and your ministry. I pray in Christ's name, amen.